Good morning. How are you all doing today? Okay. Pastor, if I go too long, let me know. <laughs> um, I love coming to church. Doesn't feel good in here? Um, I heard something a few months ago that said, uh, the word is for us, but the worship is for him. And so I, that's my new mantra. Every time I come in here, I, I need to get fed, but more importantly, the worship is for him. And so I want to make sure that every day when I wake up, I'm doing something for him. So I, I was going somewhere with that and my mom lost. <laughs> oh, today I'm going to talk about the heart. And you're like, Shayla, you're single. Yes, I know. I'm still going to talk about the heart today. Um, I'm a teacher at heart. And so I'm going to school you guys a little bit on some heart facts. Okay. The heart is a part of your body's circulatory system. It's made up of the atria, the ventricles, the valves, and various arteries and veins. The main function of your heart is to keep blood that's full of oxygen circulating throughout your body. Because your heart is crucial to your survival, it's important you have to keep it healthy and avoid things that can damage it. Your heart affects every part of your body. So here's some facts. You guys ready for some cool facts? The average heart is the size of a fist in an adult. Your heart will beat about 115,000 times per day, which rounds out to about 2.5 billion times in a 65-year lifespan. Your heart pumps about 2,000 gallons of blood every day. An electrical system controls the rhythm of your heart. It's called the cardiac conduction system. And it actually creates an electromagnetic sphere as far as 10 feet around you. I think that's cool. The heart can, can, the heart can continue beating even when it's disconnected from the body. The first open heart surgery occurred in 1893, and it was performed by Dr. Daniel Hale Williams. The first implantable pacemaker, which regulates an irregular heartbeat, was used in 1958. Arnie Larson, who received that pacemaker, lived longer than the surgeon who implanted it. The youngest person to receive open heart surgery was a minute old. She had a heart defect that many babies don't survive. Her surgery was successful. The earliest known case of heart disease was identified in the remains of an Egyptian mummy who 3,500 years ago. The American pygmy shrew is the smallest mammal, but it has the fastest heartbeat at 12,000 beats per minute. 1,200 beats, excuse me. Whales have the largest heart of any mammal, and the fairy fly has the smallest of any creature. The giraffe... I got a few more. The giraffe has a lopsided heart with their left ventricle being thicker than the right. That's because, you know, their big neck got to get blood to the brain. Most heart attacks happen on a Monday. Christmas Day is the most common day of the year for heart attacks. I wonder why that is. The human heart weighs less than a pound. However, a man's heart is two, two ounces heavier than a woman's on average. A woman's heartbeat is slightly faster than a man's. The beating sound of your heart is because of the valves of your heart opening and closing. It's possible to have a broken heart. It's called broken heart syndrome. It can have similar symptoms as a heart attack. The difference is that a heart attack is from heart disease and broken heart syndrome is caused by a rush of stress hormones from an emotional or physical stress event. Death from a broken heart or broken heart syndrome is possible, but extremely rare. 
If you were to stretch out your blood vessel system, it would extend over 60,000 miles. Heart cells stop dividing, which means heart cancer is extremely rare. Laughing is good for your heart. It reduces stress and gives a boost to your immune system. My heart's probably like five years old, because I like to laugh. The heart begins beating 21 days after conception. That's less than a month. The pulse that is created by the heart is like a blood pressure wave that reaches and energizes every single cell in the body and the brain. All these facts of the heart are interesting to me anyway. There were some I didn't know until I started to research. But the actual beating heart isn't what I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about the heart that's referenced in Hebrew as Leb, which in Hebrew is defined as the inner man, the mind, the will, the understanding, the consciousness. The Greek for heart is cardia, which means the center of all physical and spiritual life or the innermost part of anything. It is the seat, the dwelling place of thoughts, passions, desires, appetites, affections, purposes, and endeavors. In short, the heart is the place of all emotion and desire. That's where it all originates from. We listen to our heart. However, the tricky part is, is that hearts can be deceiving. Follow your heart is a phrase embraced by billions of people. It's a statement of faith, a gospel proclaimed in many of our stories, our movies, our songs. It is the viewpoint of the world today. Follow your heart. Do it if it feels good in your heart. Basically, it's a belief that your heart is a compass inside of you that will direct you to your own true north if you just have the courage to follow it. It says that your heart is a true guide that will lead you to true happiness if you just have the courage to listen to it. The creed says that if you are lost, your heart will save you. This creed can sound so simple and beautiful and liberating. Who doesn't want to be free? For lost people, it's tempting until you consider that your heart is a sociopath. (laughs) Think about it. What does your heart tell you? Your heart has likely said things today that you would not wish to repeat. Mine has. My heart tells me that all of reality ought to serve my desires. My heart likes to think the best of me and the worst of others. Unless those others happen to think well of me, then they're wonderful people. But if they don't think well of me, or even if they just agree with me, well, then something's wrong with them. And while my heart is pondering my virtues and others' errors, it can suddenly find some immoral or horrible, angry thought very attractive So when I think of bad about others and fix my heart on what's wrong with other people, I open the door on thoughts that I used to find unattractive. So if I'm so worried about everybody else and I'm not guarding my heart, what I used to think was ugly looks appealing. And that's dangerous. The follow your heart creed certainly isn't found in the Bible. The Bible thinks our heart has a disease. And in fact, heart disease is the leading cause of death in the world. The Bible says the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick who can understand it. Jesus, the great physician, lists the grim symptoms. It says out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, and slander. The truth is no one lies to us more than our own hearts. They don't tell us the truth. They don't tell us what we want. They are pathologically selfish. This world is selfish. And it's selfish because we listen to our own hearts. In fact, if we do what our hearts tell us to do, we will pervert and improvise every desire, every beauty, every person, every wonder, and every joy 
in our lives. Our hearts want to consume these things for our own self-glory and self-indulgence. Our hearts will not save us. We need to be saved from our hearts. Our hearts were never designed to be followed but to be led. Our hearts were never designed to be gods in whom we believe. They were designed to believe in God. If we make our hearts gods and ask them to lead us, they will lead us to narcissistic misery and ultimately damnation. They cannot save us because what's wrong with our heart is the heart of our problem. But if our hearts believe in God as they are designed to, then God saves us and leads our hearts to exceeding joy. Therefore, John 14 chapter 1, excuse me, John 14 verse 1 says, Therefore, don't believe in your heart. Direct your heart to believe in God. Don't follow your heart. Follow Jesus. Note that Jesus did not say to his disciples, Let not your hearts be troubled. Just believe in your hearts. He says, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. So though your heart will try to shepherd you, don't follow it. It's not a shepherd. It's a sheep that due to remaining sin has some wolf-like tendencies. Don't follow it and be even more careful listening to it. The Bible says you're to guard your heart. Remember, your heart only tells you what you want, not where you should go. So only listening to it to realize what it's telling you about what you want, then take those wants, both good and bad, to Jesus as requests and confessions. If your heart's telling you to do something, you need to talk to the one who made the heart. I mean, that to me, it, it saves you a lot of trouble for me. And what I, what I love most about the heart is, we have a God who loves us so, so much that he sent his son. I love communion and foot washing services because I'm reminded of the cross and the power of the cross and his blood that he shed for me. And I can't help but get emotional about a God who was willing to robe himself in flesh to climb on a cross and die a death that I wouldn't die for anybody, even myself. And I'm pretty selfish. Like, <laughs> I love myself. I think I'm awesome. But I'm not enough awesome that I'm going to die on a cross for myself. I ain't doing it. Like, I'm just going to, like, can we find a different way? It looks painful is what I'm saying to you. But God didn't care. He loved us so much that what my favorite thing about God is found in Genesis 1. When the day that he creates us, he speaks everything else into existence. But for us, he got his hands dirty. He got down in his hands and knees and he crafted us and took his time. And to me, that just shows how great and awesome of a God that we have. And so if he loves us so much that he's willing to create a heart that works perfectly with every other system in our body. If we have a God who cares so much even about a sparrow, how much more does he care about us? Then I think it's, it's, it's easy then to give my heart back to him. When I think, oh, it's a good idea if I go do this. Well, what does the Lord say I should do? Because there are some things that I want to do that are not a good idea. <laughs> like, they're just bad ideas. And not every good idea is a God idea. Okay? So I need to go to God and I'm like, Lord, check my heart. You need to be checking your heart daily because your heart will lie to you more than anybody else in the world will do. Because you will want to do things that feel good in the moment. But selfish thoughts and selfish desires will lead you into areas that you never thought that you would have ended up in. And so we have to be careful to guard the hearts that God has given us. Um, pastor? Wrap her on up for me. <laughs> Love you guys. How'd I do? 
Sister Sheila, in her opening remarks, said for me not to let her go too long. Was not a concern of mine. Um, I think she may have went, we'll check the records, she may have went longer than she did last time. Um, but I've told many that have spoken that very seldom does someone uh, complain uh, when someone goes too short. It's not the same when someone goes too long. So um, that will certainly not be the case today. As I contemplated, and we have ample time to contemplate that which has been shared in the sanctuary on this Sunday morning, but I felt that it was very insightful. Um, and she shared a scripture that um, maybe we haven't taken a lot of time. I, I thank you, Sister Sheila, for taking us in this direction. Uh, a scripture that isn't often shared is, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? So I think when, when you hear that, that's, that's very strong verbiage. Consider the verbiage that it's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I believe what uh, the scripture speaks to us, or should I say screams to us, that we cannot follow our heart. And we must follow his. So if I'm using deductive reasoning today from the scriptures that have been shared and the thought that has provoked thoughts of mine, I'm coming to the understanding that I can't follow mine, I must follow his. Ours, we can't know. It says, who can know it? But we can know his. So to me, what this, the next step would be to become knowledgeable of his heart, understand his heart, learn of him, his ways. And this is what I think it's fitting on this, uh, this week of Valentine's Day, talking about love. Let's talk about what love really is. When you consider what love is, you consider his heart. His heart, Sister Sheila, is a heart that says, I'll lay down my life for my friends, but also in addition to that, the Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Brother Larry, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. I will concur that when I look at the death of the cross, I think that's not the one that I would have picked. It's a horrific death, an excruciating death. That was the one that he so loved the world, consider he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's the love that leads us. That's the heart that I want to have. How many of you will be transparent enough to say there are times that your heart has led you in a path that was not prosperous, in a path that was not proper. It took you places that you should not have gone. That's because we followed our hearts and our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. We can't know. What we can know is His and follow after 
is and make application to that. So my desire is today um, to uh, take that which I've heard and learned, just a tidbit of information. I don't know how you all think, but whenever I'm hearing things, I'm trying to process it. It seems to me that Sister Sheila said that a male's heart is typically bigger than a female's heart. I picked up on that. Was there anybody else taking notes? Brother Keith, I heard that loud and clear. I'm like, say on, sister. So, um, and it doesn't surprise me when I heard that a female's heart beats faster than a male's heart. I think that in order to keep up with the way that they talk, it has to, you know what I'm saying? So, so there was a lot of things that, that we heard today. There was plenty of information and just, just, a little help on that. Sister Sheila uh, shares uh, insight the way that I pray the prayer. And so if you, you know, if you only, I usually talk fast and preach fast because in order for me to say everything I need to say, it's going to be tough to get it in 50 minutes. You could talk slow and it would still be fine, Sister Sheila, if they knew that the heart beats at. You don't have to say those things as quickly as you did, so. I have a heart to help you, Sister Sheila. So, I am thankful for the Word of God. And the things that have been shared with us today can help us. And that has helped me to know that I can't trust my heart, that I can't follow my heart, that I have to follow His. I want to know His more. I want to find out more about Him. So, a little homework, and you don't have to do it now, but uh, I, I would, if you want to know what His heart looks like, the heart of love, what the heart of love looks like. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and uh, peruse the possibilities of what love really is. That's his heart. His heart is a heart of love. It's patient. It's kind. It's not puffed up. It, it's, uh, it's just, I, I'm not going to take all the time. Sister Sheila saved me plenty. Um, but I won't take it all. You Consider that. This is a wonderful week to look at 1 Corinthians. And if you look at 1 Corinthians 13, you'll see what his heart looks like. And I know his is much bigger than mine. I want to follow his. If that's your prayer, would you pray that now? God, I pray today that you would help me not to follow mine. That you would help me, God, to see the inconsistencies, the the deficiencies of not my physical heart, but my spiritual heart. God, help me to know that yours is the heart that I should have. Help me to pattern and plan to have your heart. And if I do, then I can be like you. And on earth I long to be like you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. Hey, you still have nine minutes before it was supposed to be over. And then there's an additional 10-minute break that we built in. That's 19 minutes of break that you've been afforded. So God bless you. We'll take a extended break today. And we will be... I wish that... Can I take this time and then use that in my sermon today? I'm going to... I'm going to take all those to, no, we can't get started now or else that wouldn't work. God bless you. Let's take a break and we'll begin service with prayer here in just about 18 minutes.